we got a message from Essie on the DigiLite line who says, good morning, Doc. I'd like to ask if taking cetraline hydrochloride tablets um, is okay if I take the COVID-19 vaccinations. Thank you. I mean, it should be no issue. There's no, no likely reaction between citrulline, which is just amino acid, so it should be no problem. What does that do, citrulline hydrochloride? Most people take it just for amino acid, but sometimes bodybuilders do that, you know, just to help with their amino acid levels and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I have no experience using citrulline, but I've heard that some people take it for that. Right. In fact, most medications have got no problems with COVID, unless you're allergic to a medication, then you have to just inform the doctors. Except if you're on a, a strong blood thinner like warfarin, which we educate to stop for a few days before you take. Uh, but otherwise, even the other normal uh, antiplatelets, you can actually carry on no harm. But what, so, what is it about the, the blood thinner that you were saying? Warfarin is because you can, you know, uh, thin your blood to extend that. When they give you the injection, you might get a local uh, you know, bleed or a hematoma there. So they might ask you to you know, uh, stop that right. for a while. But then also very careful because if you're on that type of blood thinner, you're probably taking something very serious like, you know, a heart problem or uh, issues with clots. So to stop also must be very careful. So that one we normally will go back to the doctor and ask his permission to stop it and give the uh, vaccine and all that. So normally that's uh, get a letter from the doctor. But mm-hmm. most other medications like cetraline and all, these are no contraindication at all for the vaccine. Okay, Doc, this is from Kevin on our DigiLite line who says, I'm hearing a lot about this drug called ivermectin. Is it safe or worth it to take to protect myself from COVID-19? There's so much confusing reports out there. Thank you. So this is another one that came out from, uh, you know, again, the first initial reports were from India, uh, you know, but I think the Ministry of Health has come out uh, strongly against using this as a treatment for COVID because it's not proven at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, uh, in fact, in our hospital, you've got a circular to say that if you ever use it, it's illegal, you know. Really? So that's how right. uh, I think one of the reasons is that uh, it's a parasite drug and uh, we don't see how it can work against a virus. There's no, uh, you know, any reason that a parasite drug that's been on for so long can work for a virus, number one. Mm. Secondly, it's not without its own side effects, you know. Most time people take it as an anti-parasite, maybe once in three or six months to prevent the parasites. Here they're advocating one every week, you know. So mm. we worry that it's, it's, uh, this drug itself might cause you side effects. They're talking of prevention, so what do you mean? Uh, how long will you take a drug for prevention with its own side effects? from simple things like greediness, nausea, to even up to liver, kidney damage. So I think it's fair that we don't look at uh, unproven drugs. There's no real research. Uh, the few good studies that came out from the West uh, didn't show any benefit. So I'd be very careful to just try something unless the Ministry of Health or WHO has recommended it because then they would have looked at a lot of research and literature before they, they agreed to mm. give a drug. So I think be careful because a lot of this is just uh, hearsay things that, oh, you know, it works well. Uh, so I think we must be very careful. The best thing is, again, follow SOP, get vaccinated. I think these are the two main proven things mm. that work. You know, so I think stick to that. Hey, Doc, this is from Jean, who uh, sent us a message on the DigiLite line regarding food intolerance. Instead of eliminating foods, can the leaky gut problem be addressed to solve food intolerance instead? If yes, then how to overcome the leaky gut issue? Yeah, because there are two types of, you know, you've got uh, food allergies, which can cause, you know, allergics. Uh, when you take food, you get rash, everything. So there's food allergies. Then you've got food intolerance. Food intolerance is uh, foods that give you sort of bloating, abdominal discomfort, leaky gut is already coming to a bit more extreme that means you already damage your gut mm, mm. Uh, the good bacteria are gone 
you're leaking. That means your toxins are going into the body. Uh, so, of course, uh, that will cause more uh, problems with your diet and food intolerance, right? Uh, so, food, I think food intolerance is before you get leaky gut. Once you get leaky gut, you already got a damaged gut, you know, and things are just going to get worse. Uh, so, solving the leaky gut means uh, is knowing, you know, eating the right foods, uh, getting the prebiotics in, getting a lot of good bacteria, probiotics, cutting off all sorts of uh, foods that are chemical-based, preserved things, uh, you know, toxins, everything must be eliminated. So, it's very natural. But food intolerance is different. Sometimes you have no problems with your gut. You've got a good, strong gut. But there are certain foods that your body can't tolerate. And this mm. is what food intolerance is, you know. And some people, certain foods will cause the bloating, that, you know, that, that dyspepsia, the wind in the stomach and all those things. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, you can do a test. You can actually go and do your food intolerance test. Uh, so, those are available. I can actually tell you which foods you should completely avoid. You, where where do you do that? Most labs can do now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it expensive, Doc? Uh, it costs you about maybe about 3000 I think. That's why I know in Pantai. I don't Really? Yeah, now nah, I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll just I'll just eliminate food. I'll just yeah. do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, but <laughs> some people have tried everything, and you know they've gone and done scopes and done mm. so many things, and they can't find. Then they end up coming to me and say, "Just going to a food intolerance. You spend so much money, you going to spend a bit more." Right? It's nice. The color code is red, yellow, and green. Red, don't touch at all. Yellow, take a bit, but try to avoid green. You can take as much as you want, and. After a while, in your body, you sort of adjust itself. So you can actually just slowly creep in those foods that are yellow and red. Uh, mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. The food intolerance works. Uh, but most of the time, most of us will know which food causes problems anyway. You know, you know yeah. certain foods are... Like, the more uh, obvious ones, yeah. So yeah. eliminate those first and then you actually... But again, food intolerance is already, a, I think, the, it's the first stage of... The key gut it means you're already getting the IBS, and that's mm. again your diet and lifestyle. So, changing your you know your foods, health, eating more healthier, getting probiotics in already will help you eliminate that problem. Hey, Doc, this is a message from Master Digilight Line who says, Hi, Doctor, I'm very concerned about my mother who moves around in a wheelchair. She had broken her leg a year ago and she's still not confident in walking anymore, even with her walker or stick. We're concerned that this will make her legs even weaker and we notice that her toes have now become much darker. One or two toes actually blackening. She says it's nothing and refuses to see a doctor. Should we be worried? Oh, Sounds worrying. Yeah, I'm a bit scary. Isn't it? We're getting dark. She's in pain. You know? Of course, dark could be just poor circulation. A dark could also mean gangrene, but I thought that would be the problem because that would be painful. Uh, but it's always showing that she's got poor circulation going on. And pain wheelchair on is not a good thing in the long term, you know. Uh, if they can, she's probably lost confidence. That's all. Fear of falls, you know. A lot of patients who have falls, uh, even after operation, they have more fear of falls. So they slowly, slowly become uh, more, you know, avoiding to walk and end up in wheelchair on. Uh, so a good physiotherapy uh, program is what they really need. You know, like uh, certain right. places that we have fall prevention programs uh, where they actually put you a certain exercise, use certain machines where they strengthen your muscles, get your balance back in order, give you the confidence to be able to walk again. And I think they mm. should give a try. They should take her to a, a good rehab center and get her on a rehab program to get her up on her feet. Um, I mean... Most rehabs will cost you 150 per hour. You know, get her about 10 sessions, 12 sessions, with 1,000 plus. In the long run, it will be really good for her because being wheelchair bound or later bedridden, the risk of getting other diseases, the risk of mm. getting things like lung infection, pit sores, are even, and that can be even more expensive. You know? uh, 
and then of course people who are not mobile get depressed lonely so mm. i think go and encourage her to get a good physio program good rehab program and this will right. help to solve the circulation problem also, in yeah, her once you're walking it will solve the circulation of course with this uh, you know black color things i would actually wanted to go and see orthopedic surgeon go and see orthopedic surgeon operated on her let them check again and maybe they can recommend a, a full you know we have program for her again when you say when i wonder what she means by blackening that i mean it's like is it, you don't see it you don't know what exactly is happening the gangrenous yeah. like yeah. with his gangrene then be painful i thought it's gangrene it just poor mm. circulation all right doc on the digi light line we got a message from dina who says i'm a 50 year old woman with bad varicose veins i hate wearing shorts because they look so ugly i guess she's talking about her legs uh, i was told i can get them removed so my question is if i remove them will more still develop and what is the best procedure to get them removed or oh, the veins all right right okay the varicose veins not the legs yeah today vascular surgeon do this as a routine procedure you know they use laser technique and uh, they can do very well it's not very uh, almost painless but i think when you see a vascular surgeon talk to them and uh, you know they have to see how bad is a varicose veins and whether they can operate on them and you know and use whether they use a laser technique Uh, but i think uh, it's something very safe to do and i think she should go and see them especially if it's causing her you know some sort of uh, discomfort and and varicose mm. veins are they big they also can get infected they also can cause pain so if you could for to see a vascular surgeon and get it sorted out what causes varicose veins the doc again is your you know whether genetically or more prone whether for muscle strain in the your legs lack of exercise so but i think it's most time it's you know you see even people who are actually fit can get varicose veins so i think it's just some people just move around right i got fast. mine on one leg when in my 20s really? and i was playing hockey and i was you know fit as a fiddle then yeah you know what i heard the doc i mean like there are these pants i think it's like some kind of compression pants that cost like hundreds or something i think thousands and people swear by this that if they wear this the varicose veins go away do, do those work i mean as you as long as you wear something compressing it will get less but if you take out it will come back again isn't it 